Look, Curtis. Beyond the gate. Section after section, precisely where they've always been and where they'll always be, all adding up to what? The train. He said you guys have f***ed. <laughs> this is Filmsack. Sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 432, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. Would he wear a shoe on his head, Dunaway? You know I would, and you know I am. Mm. Oh, hi. Okay, Brian. <laughs> Don't overthink that polar bear ending thing. It's just to let the audience know that life on the surface is possible after the big freeze and that our train survivors will be able to carry on like some kind of humanity engine. Okay, good. Done. Now I can stop thinking about it. But what if the bear represents something more? No, don't think about it. Well, what if it's, uh, what if it's Minsu's spirit leading his daughter and her eventual lover to safety like some kind of spirit engine for humanity? Choo choo, Minsu! No, no, <laughs> shut up, brain, shut up! Wear your shoe and shut up already. But what about that catfish and axe gang? What was that all about with that catfish? All adding up to gonna be no sleep for Brian tonight. Choo choo, <laughs> Minsu! Now, because you brought up the fish, I'm gonna change Randy's yeah. intro just slightly. Oh, had... good, good. Yeah, so here you go. It's gonna be based on something we said pre show. This is just all for us. All right, here you go. Also with us, Randy, worst high five in history, Jordan. Uh, aloha, Scott, <laughs> Brian, Brian, Hi. <clears throat> and we're uh, all done with this here construction project. I got your final receipt here, and there are just a few line items I want to go over with you. Some parts of the train that you had in the plans, but got skipped over in the final walkthrough inspection. Let's see here. Okay, this addendum is for the chicken coop car. Whoo, that one's going to stink. I mean, every train car with living creatures and people in it is going to stink. But that chicken coop car. Mm. Okay, let's see. This marked up addendum is for your sleeper car between the Great Gatsby Party Car and the Euro Techno Rave Car. Mm. We couldn't figure out how to keep those people apart during the sleeping hours, so we figured, hell, just let them all screw each other. What's what? What? You don't like all this? Look here, Mr. Wilbert or Wonka or whatever your name is. Your project here is D-U-M dumb. Now, all that, uh, now that all global regulatory agencies have collapsed, you could have used nuclear power and you could have kept steel. When your number one goal is to survive the bitter cold, why would you add a massive wind chill to your habitat? You you do know the earth is still spewing out lava from volcanoes, right? Well, anyway, it's getting cold. I'll take my payment of baby meat and get out of here. <laughs> baby meat. Baby. <laughs> you know, I thought it was, I thought it was what it was going to be. I thought it was going to be baby too. meat. Yeah. yeah. Swirly green is baby meat. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
These protein blocks are baby meat. It's another reminder we need to watch Soylent Green sometime. Uh, yeah, House I don't know why, so why Charlton Heston sounded like Jerry Seinfeld there. I don't right. either. <laughs> <laughs> or it was kind of your the chicken was a baby kind of. It kind of was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the chicken was baby meat. There you go. All right. It like chicken. And finally with us, Brian, I always pull my fake teeth out when I want to make a deal, Ibit. Oh, totally true. Oh, shoot. Oh, sorry. I hate to do this because uh, I know we're, we're recording film sack here, yeah. but I've been on hold since early this morning on another call. They finally answered. I'm going to wrap this up super quick. Just hold on. Okay, right. hold on. Go ahead. Hello. Yeah. Atari Interactive. Yeah, yeah. I was calling because I've been a big fan of your games for years. Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, Roller Coaster Tycoon World, Roller Coaster Tycoon Touch, and of course, Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic. Those are all real, by the way. And I was really excited when uh, I heard you guys were branching out to a new genre, but I've got to say I'm having some real issues with uh, Locomotive Tycoon. Uh, what kind of issues? Well, uh, first of all, I'm not having any issues building the train, but it doesn't look like I can add any stations. And if I can't add any stations, the train doesn't stop anywhere. It just go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, works as designed. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, we'll move on. Um, what about some of these train cars? All right. Dining car. Sure. Makes sense. And I guess I can understand having a sauna car, but a greenhouse and a, and a dance club. Uh-huh. Uh, works as designed. Okay. What about the classroom? I need to grow students so that I can put them under the floorboards in the engine room. I guess I haven't gotten that far in the game yet. So all these weird rooms are supposed to be in here and didn't fall out of a copy of Tiny Tower or something? Okay. All right. Um, one last question. This is something that I've never seen a video game company do. It's, it's actually not the game. It's what you've got printed on the back of the box. You guys have this really bizarre Jello recipe. Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, well, where was I? <laughs> Is that possible? Can you call like that? Can you just pick up the phone and yeah, just... You just call Atari Interactive? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Hold forever. Can, can confirm. Uh, video game companies do get called. Yeah, they do. <laughs> there you go. They yes. absolutely do. Uh, the movie Snowpiercer, and uh, we're here to talk about it. Now, you might say to yourselves, hold on, you guys, be careful. I love Snowpiercer. Well, you'll get no argument from me. I think this movie's great. And uh, it was a shoe-in for me before I ever never saw it. A shoe it. on your head? Well, I mean, look. A <laughs> shoe-on. Yeah. It's this uh, really unique take on a apocalyptic scenario. Uh, most of those stories are people trying to survive in the world they've blown up and society's crashed and whatever. Instead, this is one that just all moved into a train and tried to figure out a way to make that work. It is, it is at the same time sad and poignant and ridiculous and over the top. It's a weird combination. Mm -hmm. And I think that the the primary reason for that is the perfect uh, director and screenwriter Jun Ho Bong, who is welcome a, to as foreign as hell. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> that guy is a Korean filmmaker and is and is known for some pretty cool whacked out stuff. And this movie is like that. Uh, I don't know if it's his first English film. It might it, be. It was the first I was exposed to. I think it uh -huh. might be the first because the the host or whatever it was before this was not was in Korean. I think am I thinking of the mm. right movie? Anyway, he I think this is it might be his first uh, English film, but he's made a bunch of really great movies and should be seen by people. And I think we've never yeah. heard the end of that dude. He'll be around for a long time making really rad things, and uh, I think this movie is one of them. So I just want to get that out early. Snowpiercer is rad. You can't tell me any different. Uh, I mean, it's not a perfect film by any stretch, and I'm not saying I like this more than, you know, the the ultimate I don't think, Fury Road. I don't but think I'm, we. I like right. it. Go ahead. 
I don't think we intentionally did two weird ass movies that actually are pretty good in a row, but we we did. Yeah, we did it. right. Following Cloud Atlas with this, there's um, there's not just this this weird aspect to uh, to both of them, but there's also this kind of underlying and not very subtle in the case of Snowpiercer, <laughs> underlying uh, global climate. Hey, we better watch out, or this is going to happen. And representation of the world's classes in a you know, in a physical manifestation, mm-hmm. uh, very, very apparent, very, you know, again, not mm-hmm. subtle at all, but, uh, very similar, mm-hmm. uh, with, with cloud Atlas. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, it's just a, this one of course is shorter, which is, you know, probably a good thing, <laughs> which is, which is uh, much appreciated <laughs> right. after last week marathon of three hour film. Sure, watching. sure. But it's got this, like, I don't know even how to explain this. It's like, a. I think it just, it convincingly takes an idea to a place where I buy into it that I think is actually kind of hard to buy into like a train that just eternally surf uh, circles the world and nobody ever gets out of it. And they have to figure out how to balance society, which turns out to be kind of a pretty dark revelation at the end, how they balance this small society um, Mm -hmm. is, is really convincing. Like it it actually, I, I buy into the world immediately and I have no problem with it. So now when they're playing within it, and every car, you know, that you go from the back of the train to the front of the train, <clears throat> and every car that you move forward is a cleaner, better version than the car before it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it made my ma- imagination go wild about all the cars they don't have that they need. And I'm a little surprised they didn't have. <laughs> like living spaces for the rich people? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't seem to live anywhere, which is weird. Uh, but the, and also what makes them rich? Like, why are they? Oh yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things where it's like, well, uh, there's a lot to see. So you never really, you hopefully never really think about stuff like where do people poop and where do they sleep? And well, except yeah. for the back engine, you know, everybody poops in the, in the back <laughs> of the train, even <laughs> yeah, the rich people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, yeah. This is a film that, uh, absolutely requires you to have no hangups about hard science fiction. If you yeah. want sci-fi that's explainable, you're going to have a hard time. This is a mm-hmm. this is a check your brain at the door. And I I had I had moments when my when I was just like you know like we you're not having to pay really close attention to something for a minute, and your brain is like yeah, but what's going on outside the train? Like, no, 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 come back, come back in. Don't don't do that because when you do, you 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 know like you start asking questions that the movie is not ready to answer. And there's a lot of hand waving. There's a lot of hand waving. Yeah, some of it outside the train, like this. Yeah, ah. hand waving. Yeah. <laughs> like why? Why did they need to put a timer on that? I couldn't. They. It's oh, like, because you know, like when you want a hard, when you truthful. want a hard boiled egg, you can just let it. You can let it go for right. 12, 12 minutes or thirteen, or you don't right. care. Yep. And this is like. <laughs> This was like that. Why did they put a timer on that? I do not know. It was good. By to, the way, good to see. You that know who guy, that guy yeah. was? By the way, right? oh yeah, he's in everything, man. He's well, great. but he was uh, in Train Spotting, which is kind of a yeah. a, mm-hmm. a, a funny parallel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because there was he. He sure spotted this train. No question about right. it. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I really thought. I, I really thought there was some uh, amazing casting. Like there was some yeah. nonsense casting in this film, and there was some amazing casting. And you and Bremer Bremner, sorry. Was was amazing casting. He was perfect for that sure. l- look on his face when they're about to smash his frozen arm into bits. Yeah, yeah. he's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really was... enjoyed Daniel Stern's portrayal as that uh, <laughs> character in this. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought the exact same there thing. Is... I went, "Oh my gosh, Daniel Stern!" And then I went, it's "Of course, the there is a little bit of Daniel." Yeah, yeah. there's a little bit of Daniel Stern in that. Um, 
Octavia Spencer is the perfect, perfect, perfect casting for the and and she's yeah. slumming it a little bit in this movie, but you can understand why it was it was probably uh, you know like something she wanted to do. Uh, and then also, on the other this hand, is all kind like, of before things really exploded for her, anyway, like she, right. she yeah, before the fish, the fish man, before movie. the fish man, sure. before the before the NASA ladies one, before. All her Oscar-y at, stuff. She, this is that. Let's, let's I mean, not name any of the movie titles that she was in. Let's just what they kind of were like. This is but I mean, aside from Chris Evans, I mean, Tilda Swinton's been an Oscar uh, oh, nominee yeah. or mm-hmm. winner. Octavia Spencer, John Hurt, Ed Harris. I mean, it is a... And look it at is, Chris Evans right in the middle of his Captain America right, run. He's right. like, surprise, I'm doing a tbs movie yeah Surprise. wait in 2015 <laughs> i think was the same year is that the same year as winter soldier do i have that wrong uh i think let me think let me think i think that. that's right it should be it should be close yeah that should yeah. be let's see captain america super soldier no that's video again it's i think it's avengers close to 2012 that. so yeah. it's 2012 for avengers and captain yeah. america uh winter soldier the was avengers 14. yeah the avengers was 2012 okay the first yeah. avenger was 2011 so but close tw- enough. 2014 and we'd already was, seen uh, our first captain america too so yeah, yeah, twenty and twenty fourteen was was uh, the, the one I'm thinking of. But anyway, he, he according to the trivia personally contacted Bong Joon Ho for the audition because he heard about the casting news and was like, "Dude, I want in on this thing. I want to be in this movie." Yeah, yeah. Now here's the funny bit. I think it's uh, perfect for film. It's like a great thing, and this is a good ad- adaptation and everything. It's based on a graphic novel. Ibit got so excited about it, he picked up the graphic novel and thought, "Well, I'll check this out because I like that mm-hmm. movie." What's this actually? I think novel? Uh, Nicole Spag bought it for me as a uh, oh. Christmas present, a birthday present, or something. Oh, that's right, and she really dug yeah. on that thing. You read it, and not so much. What was not the, so much? What was the difference? Do you think? What's it's, the problem? Um, it's uh, it's French, uh, which which in and of itself isn't the problem. First of all, I couldn't read it, Scott, so that was a downer. <laughs> no, because it is it is translated, but it is it's very meandering and. I think I wanted something that was just more right to the right to the the sci-fi of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it this doesn't. Movie keep, this movie keeps moving, so yeah, it's, it's it just keeps. Uh, right uh, on. Uh, it actually there is <laughs> actually there's actually an aspect of this film that I couldn't stop thinking about, which is that it stops moving. The uh, early on in the film, a lot of effort is made to move people in a way that it looks like they're sitting on a train. Everybody mm-hmm. has these like movements mm-hmm. side to side, and when you look down the train, you see cars moving, car moving a li- little bit more than you actually would in real life. There's no way that cars would be moving as much as they're moving. But then after you've gotten used to that, the the film just stops doing it, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that and and all 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 of a sudden for you know miles and miles, the these train is perfectly stable, and, I... and it's like they have to make a film, so you, they you know like it makes sense that they didn't want to shake their actors for the entire train. You, know? you don't think it was just the fact that they, uh, the further you get towards the front of the train, the shocks are better. Like they spent more on the rich people's yeah, shocks, less, less motion, less motion. It's like riding in the school bus. In the back of school bus, you're going to hit your head on the roof of the bus. If you hit a bump, the front, well, there's also, there's also, uh, there's an artistic choice there also. Like when you're, you oh, know, absolutely. when you, yeah. when you get, don't into, overthink it, Randy. Exactly. When you get into the aquarium car, like mm-hmm. you really should not be thinking too much about how big is no. this thing. That yeah, that one that one car must be huge yeah. because you know the, yeah. to to make it like that is crazy. It, that was a pretty crazy way, visual. But I, but way, I do like. Hold on. But what I really like though is that they instead of having the always bumpy thing, yeah. which you're you're right, it wouldn't be. It, I think it would detract from the film. 
Instead, Mm -hmm. they would remind us once in a while that these are cars connected together by having the doors open, like Tilda Swinton standing up and talking to everybody. The door opened to the next car, and they would have that great effect of that space is moving dramatically before yours is. And so you'd Mm -hmm. see these background elements of the car in front or back would have like massive movement. And that reminded you, oh, yeah, we're on a train, and that's a car, and and, yeah. They do a little bit of that, you know, again, like Randy said in the beginning, like when you're seeing people stand up and then the car behind them, you see kind of go at an angle, like, you know, move left and right, which is a really cool effect. Apparently yeah. they had a, uh, uh, a, a set in Prague um, with three trains so that they could do that, so that they could make sure that, you know, you don't always just see zoom, all the way down the length of the train. You see like the, the back car moving back and forth in the, in the cars that you're looking at. Yeah, it's and, super uh, cool really, looking cool effect yeah, yeah i agree all right sorry dunaway you were saying oh no that what you had to say was was really good I'm glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so Thank good that much. i've got to put my shoe on my head uh-huh and uh and move on to the next topic put your arm out the say. window yeah exactly right uh all right so uh here's some other trivia the uh the the director bong jun ho i love saying his name mm-hmm. right. explain wait that wait pr- is that, his name is also jun ho bong do it depends on where you're at like certain the way right, surnames right. work in korea are different than here it's all reversed so i don't know mm-hmm. I, the family name is bong yeah i think the family is bong yeah. the name would be june middle name sort of ho my my brother's real name korean name is lee sung Soo's last name would Pong be Ding. Lee. so what's what's he do when he goes to get those uh <laughs> fancy cursive decal letters you pull in the back of your car <laughs> i see what i see what david did there by the way i just didn't want to let that thank go. you yes yeah. i <laughs> <laughs> it did not. I definitely it went well. Uh, all right. So he explains that the protein block idea, which, you know, is in the comic, but his his rendition of it was made by combining seaweed, tangle, sugar, and gelatin. Mm. I don't know why they didn't just go straight gelatin. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, sugar and seaweed? According oh, to the... Because they, they needed something that people could hold and pass around. Oh, and, and not and, and yeah, not crumble just, apart in your hands. Yeah, and they also not. like they also have some of the actors bite into it, and yeah. I was like, oh wow, they actually have real food there. That's not just a prop. Yeah, you could but actually ha- put it in your mouth and be okay. And according to the trivia, Jamie Bell, who played uh, uh, the angry Scottish oh, Edgar, Edgar mm-hmm. uh, hated it and had to have it in his mouth and hated it. And Tilda Swinton apparently liked it. Now I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think I'm that's surprised. shocking that Tilda Swinton liked it. Cause she's right, weird. Surprised. Oh, that's delicious. <laughs> yeah, her, she, she is great. She is so great at this film. Like she just eats up the scenery of every, yeah. every shot she's in. Yeah. But her watching her bite into that brick yeah. while everybody's Til- eating sushi. Tilda and- Swinton. <laughs> right. Tilda Swinton loved it so much. She made Chris Evans carry that block. All the way from mm-hmm. the back of the train, where he kept it, I don't know. Yeah. But he was just waiting for the opportunity to whip that thing out and go. There you go, baby. He <laughs> was in a freaking axe fight. Where was that yeah, block of yeah. gelatin on his oh, person? Yeah, no kidding. Next to his, he put uh, it down before shirt, he starts to fight. He like puts it down, <laughs> sets it down gently. <laughs> Keep this for later. Oh, it's so weird that, that, that weird. thing made it all the way to the front. That thing really did um, well all the way there. But again, that, you're not she, supposed to think about it because there's so much cool no, stuff no. happening. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. And she's my example of I wish I hadn't seen because I wish I hadn't seen a number of things before seeing this movie. And I wish I hadn't seen The Hunger Games before seeing Tilda Swinton oh. in this movie because it's just a ripoff. And I don't think she's directed perfectly. Like, 
Hmm. There's just spots where I'm like, oh, they should have they should have had her do another take where she puts the emphasis in the right place or in the purposefully wrong place. Oh, really? Anyway, I don't know. Uh, Funny you say there, that. I didn't even think about Hunger Games uh, and her character being a little bit like. Well, it's not uh, the same person, right? It's, it's uh, Emma Thompson. Uh, no, who is it? It's a different lady, but you're right. Oh, what's it's her name? A Parker similar... Posey. So... Uh, no, uh, Elizabeth. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of examples of that in this film. I don't even want to list them all. The main ones were Hunger Games. I wish I hadn't seen that character of the the fa- fancy person who screams out over all of the hoi polloi. I but, wish I hadn't ever seen the Truman on, Show. Mm, right? Mm. Because of the Truman Show, the end of the Truman Show ruins the end of this movie entirely. Well, yeah. How, how, could, you, how could you cast Ed Harris there? I don't know. Oh, ever. But Lib- but then, Elizabeth Banks, by the way. Is who Elizabeth Banks. Thank you. But then, like, overall, again, I don't want to name them all. Overall, there's so much uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory going on in this film. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like, and now let me take you to the next room where this really weird thing is happening. And you're like, waiting on for John Hurt to jump up and go, I'm going to the factory. And you're a a street urchin, right? So this is all wondrous to you. And so on, like, that really hindered me, my ability to enjoy the film because I just kept thinking about Willy Wonka. There's big W's everywhere in this movie. You know, <laughs> that's funny. I thought about I thought about Truman Show. I did not think about any of the rest of them, but your comparisons are pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, but yeah. I mean the 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 Truman Show thing is only it's made worse because ed harris is the guy right because ed harris is the guy in truman show yeah i don't know would we even be thinking about the truman show had it not been ed harris right there's similar things but there's well see he plays that role so well it's like why wouldn't you cast morgan freeman as god he just he is our current Hmm. uh current Mm -hmm. actor who can pull it off i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a limb and say that this this snowpiercer film is more akin or more of a retelling to the wizard of oz than it is anything else yeah. Because it's this idea yeah. that uh, you're in the weird place, and if you get all the way to Oz, you're gonna find a way out of here. And you and gotta you fight find... the you gotta fight the witches, monkeys. <laughs> right, with those the... are just guys yeah. with hoods on their heads and axes in a dark car. I uh, need more explanation about those catfish. The, I need it. The catfish I, blood I on the axes. The really weird. Why? Why would you take a precious catfish? And use it for a dip your blade in blood ceremony. Why would you have the ceremony? Very odd. Why would you have the blades? That's that was those were not the right weapons for that situation. Like everything about that is so freaking weird. I would like to. I want to ask the director, what's this doing here? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it was so fun. Yeah. I, it was. It definitely was making my mind go, "What's going on right now?" I want to know more story, but I also was like, "Ah, eh, but this is kind of fun. It's, it's enjoyable." And I literally, I. I got mad. I had to get up and leave the room when I found out they were going through a tunnel and they were just going to get their asses handed mm. to them. That I literally mm. had to re- leave the room. It, it emotionally affected me to the point I was like, I can't watch that. It's very claustrophobic. Like there's, there's, yeah. uh, if you have any kind of uh, you know squirmings in that direction, that whole sequence is a little rough. It's like, oh my gosh, dude, they're freaking going in that car with those guys. There's nowhere else to go. They can't go backwards. So yeah, right. and, they, and they're giant. They've laid enough pipe to leave all these doors open. So you know, all they would do is just get back on <laughs> okay. their own thing. That was freaking brilliant. Yeah, that was that, beautiful. That idea That's that smart. you would make a huge long pipe string mm-hmm. and run it forward in order to keep all the doors blocked open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like and then you also have the inside of the pipe. So people, if if for some reason the outside is dangerous, you just go down the middle right, of the pipe. Inside. Like yeah. wow. Yeah, I, and that ninja that, guy. That's one of those. 
Sorry, like for ahead. for all of the parts of the film where I was just like, no, it's not a closed a closed uh, uh, biosphere. If you're scooping up snow from the front, I'm sorry, that's not a closed system. Mm. Like for all of those moments, that pipe, whew, I was so <laughs> impressed yeah. with the idea, like the con- concept, right? Yeah, like, it's a great concept. Wow. Yeah, because you're dealing. That's what's fun about this. It's like here's a train. All right, now we got to think of the logistics of trying to do a revolt in a, in a long snake, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when your whole, when your whole, uh, battlefield is a bottleneck basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Which is just uh, unlike anything I had seen before. So part of what I loved about it is that is, is they didn't explain everything. There's a lot of park your brain at the door stuff. And, and, and I was a hundred percent cool with it because you're presenting me with a whole brand new idea. You're not wrong though about the Willy Wonka stuff. It got kind of Tim Burtony uh, by the time they got to the classroom, especially this maybe the sushi room or something. <laughs> the classroom. I had to. Yeah. I had to come up with my own head fiction for that classroom. I was like, okay, where do the kids sleep? Oh, you know what? There's uh, there's all this room under the floor. Yeah, so I started imagining this this uh, dormitory under the floor that they're walking on, where the kids right. all sleep, and like, and then how did this woman get pregnant? And then you know, like, I just I had this <laughs> whole head planted. Well, the, the uh, by the way, the the trivia uh, which Boone or Bong uh, expanded on outside of the film, um, uh, Ed Harris's character Wilfred is a. Uh, is bisexual and impregnated the school teacher has also slept with Tilda Swinton's character and that bald guy who is shooting people. Oh, okay. And the bald guy who's shooting people in the, uh, uh, in the back car when, uh, grabbed the second hidden. Oh yeah. That guy gun in the eggs. The bad guys in this film were fantastic, which makes your heroes better. Uh, that, that guy, the bald guy is Tomas Lamarckie or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty. They cool. literally named him Egghead in the script in the, in the casting because well because you're gonna you're gonna do that like he's a shaped head and you're gonna associate him with the eggs gambit. You can't help it. That's what he is there to do, right? To pull off the eggs mm-hmm. gambit. It's just Egghead, really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there was it was a really I but see it. I kind of like that stuff when they don't over explain it. He's just. Yeah, a henchman looking dude who's really strong and I don't know why he's so strong or they're, uh, the one guy that they were fighting like tooth and nail in the yeah. steam room or whatever like I don't know why he's like that but I always like I need I need at least Love one it. henchman to be super hard to beat and yeah. he's uh, such a bad he's such a, a James Bond villain right oh totally dude with a freaking dagger two. out of his shoulder just mm-hmm. hanging there while yeah. he's fighting like it's just all of the little tropes I like are kind of in here and you know they they all culminate in this this way we even talked about the stoner dude the um that korean actor so great can't think of his name and what, while we're talking about casting oh, i, I just want to like i want to return to this point about i wish the film had a little more breathing room because uh the the main henchman the guy who ultimately is pursuing the rebellion from beginning to end is his character is called franco the elder mm-hmm, it's right. played by a romanian actor named vlad ivanov which is the perfect name mm-hmm. for, i couldn't find him anywhere for, in the credits did i miss him or is he like oh there he is vlad yeah. ivanov and yeah. then his and his son, birthday he just turned 50 by the way on august 4th two two days after i turned 50 by the way mm-hmm. so then oh, his wow. son is also a henchman mm-hmm. named franco the younger wow. And that's played by a uh, Bosnian actor named Adnan Hoskovich. And that that right there, like I just said, Franco the Elder, Franco the Younger, I wouldn't have known that 
if I yeah. hadn't looked it up. And it's like, oh, I wish the movie had just given me a little bit more understanding of who this person is, what he's doing on this train, what his job is, how he keeps his position, right. how he trains. <laughs> like, how does he train to be so crazy? Like that that uh, axe fight should have been absolute nonsense because everybody's yeah. stuck on a train, you know. Like, mm -hmm. but like just a little bit more information would have helped me. I actually liked it because at first I was I was doing the same thing. My brain was like trying to go down that path. I'm like, okay, what's his backstory? And I was like, you know what? Do we really need to know any more than he's He's a henchman on a train, and he's got nothing better to do than train night and day. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm training for fighting. I'm training <laughs> yeah, for killing yeah. people. Just waiting for the waiting for my just moment just where there's another revolt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, all that stuff is great. Uh, by the way, uh, I think this is fake IMDb news, so we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play this for it because I think this is fake. Hold on, where is it? Uh, yeah, oh, here we go. Shit. I think this is IMDb shit. <laughs> Uh, this is the quote, and we'll see if you guys agree. Uh, writer and director Bong Joon-ho said the fish scene was inspired by The Godfather from 1972. Oh, I don't okay. know. Come on. Because what's, yeah, what's the Godfather one? The horse head? Is that the reference? Uh -huh. No. Yeah. Didn't, they do actual, didn't they actually do a fish thing? In, wait a minute. I'm trying to think. I don't I remember like, a fish thing. I remember the horse head, of course, but I don't remember the... Uh, <laughs> I remember the of course, of course. Of course, of course. Yeah, but <laughs> it, to me, it doesn't seem right. That was completely if, unintentional. If it's the horse, then it would be... It, there's no there's no fish head in bed. Godfather <laughs> fish scene. Yeah, look that up. Is that a leave thing? The, leave the fish, take the cannoli. Sleeps with the fishes. No, that's not it. No. I don't know fish. who slept with the Google wants to know who slept with the, with the fishes in the Godfather. Sure. <laughs> it says Godfather sleeps. Oh, maybe it is the sleeps with the fishes thing. I don't know. Maybe so. Is that it? I, I would be. I'll be interested to know that. That makes me want to have the graphic novel though, because is that is that explained at all? Uh, Ibit, I, you know, you I don't it? know. I made it through the first quarter of right. the first. Uh, oh, this is there's so two stupid. big volumes, two big hardback volumes, and right. uh, I think I only made it through the first quarter. Oh man, I'll send you shipping. Yeah. Oh, you want it? You oh, want the oh, and I'll send you. I send you. I'll send you the books. You send me the shipping. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Doctor Jones. Um, you'll just drop the whip and die. <laughs> uh, no, that uh, I mean, it, it just seems fake. But whatever, I'll I'll take it. Uh, check this out. Here's a fun Marvel connection. Jamie Bell and Chris Evans played members of the Fantastic Four. Uh, Evans played the Human Torch in Fantastic Four 2005 and Rise of the Silver Surfer in 07. And Bell played the Thing in Fantastic Four from 2015. Now, right. remember, Jamie Bell's a you know he's a little Scottish guy. He's not like a big dude or anything, but I guess he was the body actor that they put all that bulk on in the. Uh, oh, he wasn't like just the voice. No, he, he was once, like the once the Thing transformed. Ben Ben Grimm transformed. Pretty sure he was the Ben Grimm body guy. Okay, I think, or maybe he did the voice stuff too. Maybe or it's pre, both. Or maybe he was the pre Ben Grimm before. Oh, I don't know. It, it took me years to see that movie because I was I wasn't going to pay any money to see it. I was going to wait till it was right. on a streaming and, service that I was already paying for. Yeah, and, uh, right. <laughs> and watch and it. Tilda, Tilda Swinton hadn't shown up in the MCU yet, right? Because we haven't gotten to uh, yeah, the, we haven't right. gotten well, to uh, you don't. It's yeah. not counted as MCU, but she was in Constantine, which is Marvel. So she was in that. We all saw. Well, she eventually she's eventually in the MCU, though, right? I mean, you're oh right. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Of course, yeah, the ah, ancient okay, one. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but she, I, I just meant she had prior stuff by this point. Yeah, right. and Constantine, we've done right. Have we not? I thought Constantine yes, we had, we was had uh, Constantine. Constantine. Is it Constantine sure? DC? I thought it was Marvel. No, uh, 
Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. Oh man! Because he, he was in the Legends of Tomorrow, which is oh, uh, you're DC. right. It is DC. It's Vertigo. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Why do I have oh, well. that in my head as a Marvel thing? All right. Well, okay. Con- uh, maybe because, maybe because comics. Blazer is Marvel. <laughs> maybe. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. So, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to say, I feel like we have seen an insane amount of John Hurt lately, and it's actually not that much. Right. But we've seen Hellboy two. We've seen V for Vendetta. We've seen mm. Crystal Skull, and now this. And it just feels like a lot. I feel, I don't know why. I don't know why either. You know what it is? Because he's such a singular dude. Nobody's like him. Yeah. Like, it, there's name somebody like John Hurt when he's on screen or when he's talking, and there's nobody. Roddy I'm, McDowell, but, they, but well, you know, nobody else. You make a decent point. <laughs> Besides that, you make a fair you make a fair point there. But but he's like I don't know. Like when you see him, you go ah oh, John Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. There he, he, he is. elevates everything. I mean, he really does. And, yeah. Um, you know, thinking about uh, the Elephant Man, you know one of the first things i remember seeing him in and i'm not really even seeing him in it just hearing him in it but oh yeah he was john um, merrick in that he was john merrick yeah and uh a lot of people forget that anthony hopkins was the um right was his, the dude his rolling with handler him. yeah his, his buddy his handler <laughs> his handler most important whisper the elephant whisper <laughs> most importantly for me he was an alien and i would just like to point out alien is now 40 years old yeah in the movie. some kid yeah. was born the day alien came out and he's now grumpy and thinking about divorce 40. yeah mm-hmm. did he, you think he burst from his mom's uh belly that, <laughs> that day probably yeah he growled at everybody around and then ran into the corner yeah he, he raised a he raised a little hellboy on the side uh, so i i feel like we've gone way too far without <laughs> we're off the uh, tracks without talking about some of the most interesting part of the film in terms of who was in it and what they did yeah mm-hmm. and that's uh kong ho song and koa sung as mm. the as the imprisoned father daughter is that right what I'm yeah. that's right yeah. father daughter yeah, father daughter yeah who, father who are, you know who father. like one of whom is clairvoyant like it's just so freaking interesting yeah they're and great i i i'm curious Honey. about what you thought there's a tr- big set of tropes there right. like like the the trope of uh was in a coma and can immediately function there's the trope of we keep them in drawers i could go on and on and on there's so many tropes around these people. i love that stuff uh, i love that stuff uh, i love that his sec- they thought he was addicted but he was just collecting it all because he wanted to blow the door off that was a great yeah, little twist there's, there's yeah. the trope of security expert can defeat anything even if it's been specifically designed to defeat him mm-hmm. and so on and so on yeah i love that guy so was was his character uh, once again deeper dive? I didn't want to go too deep, but was his character supposed to be Eskimo? Uh, I wasn't no. sure if that was the the impli- if that was what no. He's Korean, and they spoke Korean. Oh, I know, I know, he's Korean in real life, and I know that the movie portrayed it as Korean because it was mostly more targeted towards an American audience. I was just curious. No, the reason so the reason Korean. I also know that is because there's that whole sub story about the lady he got to know really well for years and talked to her. She wasn't right. Inuit. She was an Eskimo, and she, right? yeah, and she, right, yeah, she's the Inuit girl, is according to the um, yeah, right. the credits. And they kept, okay. and they kept. Uh, he was talking about how he learned about the different kinds of snows and when you know it's you know how to survive in it and all that right. stuff. So he was making a lot of reference to her, but he's just some Korean dude. Gotcha. So the the okay, he's just some Korean dude that was led in the ways of the Eskimo, so he could pass it on to his daughter, so that she could survive in the Arctic tundra. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And his name is Namgung 
Minso. Minsu okay. is his full name. Oh, yeah. Namgung. Yeah. Minso. Which Minsu. Is, which is an interesting name and not very Korean from my perspective. I don't. So. so That's what I was trying to figure out right. because I was like, doesn't that sound more like from my limited exposure to Eskimos with the movies I've watched? I thought Minsu sounded. Well, also, uh, Koa Sung, her, her character name is Yona, which is unusual. Um, but right. she's train born. Like, I think all that stuff gets kind of thrown out. Cultures are Trainboard. mixed and who knows how they do that. But I really, really liked his role. He's in a lot of his movies. He was in The Host. He was in, um, let's see the other one I saw, The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. Right. Uh, great movie, by the way. 2008's The Good, The Bad, and The Weird is so good. It's like the strangest Western. It's directed by the same dude. Uh, what's he working on now? He's got like... Oh, he's got so many cool movies. Dude, I'm telling you, this director, and for all I care, that actor, you just got to watch these guys forever. They're all great. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like the next hot thing. It reminds me... It's weird because it reminds me of like the 90, early 90s when we started getting some of that Hong Kong action stuff nobody had ever seen before. And we were just like, what is that this sweet Hong Kong action that John Woo stuff started coming overseas? We started seeing like, uh, you know, Jackie Chan and newer things. And it was just like a revelation of films. I was like, what? It's a whole genre. Come, come over here. We like it. Come over here and be in America. <laughs> Do stuff for us. And I feel yeah. like there's a by, bit of by that the way, going before on we get any Korean emails for me, Minsu is uh, is is a Korean unisex. Oh, is it? Okay. Name. So eh, my yeah. brother would probably tell just me that my ignorance me. of not knowing. Yeah. I've been educated now. Oh, I take it back. G Woon Kim directed the weird, the bad or the good, the bad and the weird, but it's still worth seeing. It's really good. Hmm. Anyway, that actor's cool. like big time Korean actor. Uh, yeah, he was rad to get back to him, to get back to Randy's question or uh, point. Mm-hmm. That dude's cool and should be in things and we should watch those things. He's, he's great. And I also, I, I kind of like that he was MacGyver, you know? Like, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to have somebody who can do it all. And I love the conceit that, like, oh, he's hooked on this uh, this waste Cronol. product. Cron- Cronol? Yeah. Was it? Cronola? No, is it Cronola? Cronola. 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 I thought I was saying Chrono at first, but it, they, I, I had the, I guess they showed it later on in I think the it's Cronol? subtitles. It's K, it's K, K R O something like that. N O R L E. They say it so many times. She, she kept, she keeps putting her hand out. Chrono. She's like, I love that little portrayal of somebody because you don't know at that time, you don't know that she's not just addicted and desperately wanting it. No, it's it comes off really well. She's uh, she's the one that says this, by the way. Where is it? He said you guys have. She's just great. She's great. She's really yeah. good. Now, my understanding is, and I don't mean to jump so far in the movie, but my take is that at the end, I don't know how the book does it, but um, I assume there are very few survivors, and she's only, it's just like her and that kid, and they're just going to go start the yeah. world over. Is that the deal? Yeah. Right. Any, right. Yeah, anytime you end a movie that you only see two survivors and one's male, one's female, yeah, that's the, I think that's yeah. the... You know, it's like, okay, this is humanity. <laughs> this course, is Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Of course, two minutes after the credits roll, uh, they get eaten by a polar that's, bear. Yeah. And, that's uh, exactly what I thought. When I, thought <laughs> I, was like, I was like, cool, so they're going to survive because of the polar bear. And I'm like, no, they're not. The polar bear just saw them. They're going to totally Yeah, exactly. It. The polar bear is starving, probably. Yeah, He's like, right. I'm not going to go eat those seven frozen people on the mountain. No. <laughs> He's like, oh, food. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's the voice of a polar bear, is it? That's pretty yeah, that's good. What, that's what they do. They uh, And the polar bears aren't actually white. They're clear, but. Just you know. No, I see. True, They're true. transparent. Oh, the fur is transparent. Is clear. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, always uh, dirty. 
<laughs> Again, it, it's a movie that invites you to decide what what's going on. I'm going to imagine that a number of people survived the train wreck. That's yeah. I, that's kind I of guess. like if you're going to put all of humanity on a mile long train, that train is going to eventually crash. That's just that's just oh. how uh, I don't know the laws of thermodynamics work. And so eventually it's going to crash. There's going to be survivors, right? If you have a train completely full of people. I'll yeah. tell you right now that the sushi chef probably did not survive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't he was in it. the worst car to uh, right. be in, in an accident. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I don't, think like, he, I don't think he made it. And it's like, we only have sushi twice a year. And then and then nonsense <laughs> about balance, balance, balance. Yeah, and I'm right. like, what does he do the rest of the year? What does yeah, that you think do? He should yeah. learn violin, really, yeah. to make himself more useful. He really uh, should, because that didn't work out well for... No. <laughs> so here's the here's the funny thing about the the idea of them work, circumventing the world every 365 days. I don't understand why you would want to do that because if you're just if the train is just meant to keep going, slow that right. slow that bugger down. Like just, well, yeah, the longer your track, the more uh, places there are for something to go wrong, right? For like the a big bridge ice blocks. to fail sure. over years mm-hmm. and years of not being attended to. Right. So yes, you would think you would want to go pick a place like northern africa and build a big circle you well think think, yeah or i mean maybe there's some reason that the um well with the perpetual motion of it that it has to be moving at that speed to be able to keep moving at that speed right and and it it gets its energy from the gets its energy partly from the water right it's not just a perpetual motion machine based on no it's kind of perpetual motion right they they imply they they outright say that he invented a perpetual motion machine right which is funny because when parts of it break, you no longer have perpetual motion. Perpetual, you have, right. You have a human being Your down kids. in the guts of the thing doing yeah. something. I don't know what the kid was doing. Yeah. It looked like he was pulling some poop out of a pipe. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> well, there was a machine. There was a machine that pulled the poop out of the pipe, and now they don't have a machine to pull the poop out of the pipe. Poop into the pipe. Pipe puller. Yeah. And the kids are are like brainwashed. They're like in a fugue state or something. Yeah. Like what? Again, again, they lead you right up to an explanation that you really want, but you're not going to. I'm assuming they got. They're on the chronal. Right, the, and the food, the, the train food, myth. That's possible, actually. But the uh, and I, I got the impression that Chronal was more like heroin, like it chilled him out. Not, it wasn't mm-hmm. a stimulant, even though it, it'd be much more like meth, I think, because it's waste product. But, right. Uh, so fine, that's a good explanation. But the guy who was making food, he used to be in the back of the train, but they moved him up to be in charge of the brick making. I love him. He love uh, he he's also in a weird mental like they don't explain any of that stuff and i think i'm okay with it but they don't really explain it here's the thing i was sure in my uh first viewing of this movie which was back in 2013 when it came out or whatever it was 2013 yeah uh my first viewing of the film i was 100 percent sure that they showed at some point that the cubes the the gelatin cubes were made of people and not the mm. bugs. I have. Right. I don't I, remember I that. Think we assumed it. I think we all assumed it because yeah. they were coming back in. Uh, you know, taking measuring. kids, measuring. measuring kids, I love yeah. measure lady. Measure lady. I just loved her. Yeah. Everything was measured. She was, was so weird, and, man. What a weird lady. And that, that I oh. didn't. I didn't have that expectation because again, I was overthinking everything. And my first thought was, <laughs> you can't possibly in a closed system breed people fast enough and grow them big enough to feed the other people what you know like humans just consume so much more they need yeah, so and many those, more calories where those bugs food. come from are they in the snow they're harvesting them kind of, from uh yeah. maybe they brought them in there and they just keep reproducing or something and 
Uh, see, that's another question. Like, Br- Randy's right. You couldn't maintain the people thing, but I'm not sure you could maintain the bug production. Yeah, no, I don't know. There are only cockroaches, apparently. I was reading this uh, in the mm-hmm. trivia that they're just cockroaches. So I guess you could probably just breed and harvest just cockroaches for the food. It's a really yeah. odd effect, by the way. He looks down mm-hmm. in the bin to see it rotating and see the yeah. bin grind in. It looks like the kind of the worst CGI you've ever seen. <laughs> it looks oh like God. one of the uh, thousands of movie movie production studio logos we see at the beginning of this yeah. film. Yes! There are about 20 of them. Yes! And, and it looks like uh, <laughs> Cockroach Pictures presents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like one of those. It's a very, yeah. it doesn't work. It's bad, kind of. That yeah. part's bad. It, it, uh, by the way, of... my, my prediction uh, really quickly while we're talking about Measure Lady uh, before we completely get off of Measure Lady, mm-hmm. I think that uh, she supplies us with Scott's gross-out moment of the film, which is her <laughs> sticking her whole hand in her mouth to clean off whatever it is that she's licking oh. off her fingers. That was right. close. Blood and everything it's, else. It's close. The uh, the one that really got me was Swinton taking her teeth out for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, that was, that was so <laughs> funny. That was so funny when she had that. People that remove their false lip. teeth, when they remove their false teeth, I find that. I find that really unsettling. I don't know why. Yeah, I always have. You know, I would have been relieved though if I looked down in that in that vat and saw that it was just bugs. Like, okay, that's better than I thought was they were feeding us. I'd cool. like to know. I'd like to know how they removed the horrible stink and taste. Like that's like uh, watch any documentary about the future of food, and somebody's right. going to tell you that cockroaches are not it because of the they have this horrible stinking taste that you just can't get rid of when you're trying to extract they, uh, they combine it with black cherry jello yeah right and sugar <laughs> yeah one would assume they had a, a, a source of gelatin who knows what that is because you couldn't make them all yeah. rubbery and, and goobly right. without it right so horse right uh, so there's uh, definitely uh, a cattle car yeah we, we right and, and i and, and i don't and there's probably several right how could you raise cattle like this is the best way to get gelatin the best way to get those sides of beef we saw hanging in the cold car mm-hmm. like there's definitely cattle that are being raised on this train (laughs) and that alone is crazy absolutely crazy that's happening and they never got to the cattle car and they never got to the chicken car there were chickens too hanging Mm -hmm. in that room Mm -hmm. so they've got a room to freeze them after they've been you know slaughtered and hung where are they grazing where are they feeding they never got to those cars or if they did they just didn't talk to us about it and right and maybe that's the reason why this movie is packed full of so much go, go, go in action because they, they don't want you to ever stop and just think you don't need right. to because Chris Evans doesn't stop and think he literally is just storming up the train. He will occasionally take pause, but not really think he just, yeah. gets and there's, and, and there's some stuff. really brilliant moments that, that, that distract you. Like when the train is doing its big loop, uh, mm-hmm. and it's the only time where the train is kind of facing itself in a, in a, it's like playing, right. it's like playing a game crazy. of snake kind of almost. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. one side you got a uh, suit guy trying to shoot him through the the window hole, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the other side right. he's returning fire, and the, a lot of the bullets aren't making their way through, and it's that was really creative and good. And for a hot minute, you're like, mm-hmm. I don't even care where they're at. That's just a really great yeah. stage, right? I mean, you think that for for it to work, that has to be going around like a really long, yeah. multi leveled spiral, and it's, it seems it, like there's just one curve that they're going around, but it seems like they should be yeah. <laughs> going around like a a four curve uh, spring. And, they're, yeah. and they're just looking down sights too. So I mean, it's not like they're yeah. scoped or anything. It's it's totally un, but it's very effective. Oh, it's very yeah. it really is. And I was okay yeah. with it. And I actually think the the Willy Wonkiness of the some of the train bits helped with this because it gave it a surreal effect. And took you 
took you to just a slightly more ethereal plane of existence mm-hmm. and it and and even though it wasn't trying to say you you know that this is a magical place it would still make you sort of feel that way and you'd just be more forgiving you're like well all right they got all these eggs that's weird and <laughs> that's mm-hmm. weird right yeah that's all weird. warm how can they all be warm yeah just a lot of weird <laughs> stuff and then that teacher turning on everybody with a gun also those yeah, kids right. disappeared like poof as soon as the gun stuck yeah just, just like i think kids. that supports the theory that their beds are directly underneath yeah. their desks and they yeah. just they slide got, yeah. yeah they got tubes underneath their tube oh. train see but what but where are they giving birth is there a, is there a birthing car is there a, like where are these kids being born because they're all younger than 17 years like where right. did that happen by the way yeah uh there's a trope name for the thing with the eggs that are covering the the guns mm. oh yeah yeah so that's eggs no, it's called senseless violins. Wow. That's the trope. Senseless violins. <laughs> oh, because so you that's pull out the violin case and there's a gun in it. Uh, right, there's a gun yeah. in it. And you're like, why did that person have a violin case in the uh, first place, right? Yeah. Right. And so that's a really interesting trope. I encourage you to go read it up on TV tropes because there's a lot of examples of a filmmaker thinks this looks cool. And then, uh, oh, they would have, the bad guys would have hid their guns in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, it, there's mm-hmm. just, there's just some great examples. Yeah, I like I like that. I also like the idea that bullets were extinct until they weren't. Like they they were sure that they. So there's even a class system for the soldiers that keep order in the final car in the back cars. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're not allowed to have bullets. But teacher cars got bullets, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like boy, do they? You would you would think that train would just be riddled with holes at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And unless they've got like a metallurgy car where they're in there making metal, you think that that would be it, right? That you know you wouldn't worry so much about a greenhouse car as much as you'd worry about a, a car where you could keep making bullets so that if there's another insurgent event, yeah, right. And it's all a closed ecosystem, so you just pick your bullets back up and you know mm-hmm. rebuild them. <laughs> <Reuse> them. <laughs> yeah. I just really like that idea. There's there's something yeah. there about that, and and I and I just think it's definitely handled because I think these movies yeah. are hard. It's a hard thing to create that imaginary space and be consistent and not have people mm-hmm. go. Now wait a minute, how do you get bullets made, in the, or how do you get eggs, or where right. are the chickens? These right. came like you could just do that all day, and if in a lesser hands or in you know uh, lesser capable hands, I suppose that none of that works. You know. Yeah, and in the uh, in the graphic novel there are a thousand and one cars in the train as opposed to what we see is maybe like 50 in the uh yeah. or assumed to be like 50 in the um in the movie um we haven't even brought up the fact that next spring uh there's a tv show a snowpiercer tv show that's going to be a series that's going to be airing on tbs shut yes. up yeah. really tbs of all places but um jennifer connelly is is uh already cast actually the the first trailer has already come out and it looks really good but it's it's based on the trailer it looks like it's going to focus a lot on the uh the one percent front cars as opposed to the uh the tail yeah well good yes i mean i i'm in i had no idea this was being worked it looks fascinating it looks really really good it it, uh but the fact that it's tbs kind of scares me a little bit yeah, um, well, I mean TBS. They're Mr. Robot, that, aren't they? Where's yeah, they they they'll do. I think they'll. That's, I think it's appropriate. Match. I just think at this point, I want everything to be on HBO. Yeah. I don't know why or or, or Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I think I want I want no boundaries. Uh, I know they just movie. Part. I think this movie might would suffer from HBO or Netflix. I think they would overwork it. I think uh, I think TBS is the 
trash place we're looking for. I think it. I think this will fit right in. Is that what the T stands for in TBS? Yeah, I'm looking at their popular their popular shows. Uh, Don't they have? I thought they had. uh, They they have a decent lineup. Yeah, it's not bad. This will fit right in with their 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 shows. I think. Oh, USA has. Mr. Robot, I had those backwards. Okay. That's also weird, though, right? USA also has Mr. Robot, on. which is amazing. USA, yeah, up all night. They've got that Snoop Dogg adaptation of The Joker's Wild. They've got... Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Uh, Conan, of course, and Samantha B. Uh, I don't recognize any of these other things. The Detour, Search Party, The Guest Book, The Last OG. Oh, yeah. Mark the Last Parker's. OG, that's good stuff. Is mm-hmm. it? Okay. Yeah. I've also it's heard, actually, I think season two is on. It's on Netflix yet. Season one was on Netflix. I yeah, know that might be. Mm. Uh, but, and, but, but and by the way, Netflix has made some stinkers, which is a, a wow. reminder that they don't oh, wow. actually make the things; they just pay for the things. Mm-hmm. Sure, like it's sure. It, it's not like uh, a series is destined to be any good. I don't know if you ever it's, uh, tried to watch Fuller House, but again, it's it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily Netflix's audience. It's, you can't blame it's, Fuller House. Okay, I don't know if you ever tried to watch Iron Fist, I, but it's oh, not Netflix's oh. fault. Brian like Brian Netflix. really likes Iron Fist. I will stand. I will stand behind Iron Fist and and defend and it. And, and, sh- and shout things. I'll stand and behind. Shout things. I'll yeah. stand right behind him in his little glowing. Uh, <laughs> right. Fist. Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the camp, which seems to be the predominant camp. That Iron Fist is really bad, but I, I like yeah, that Brian. It, found it definitely thing is out. the predominant camp, and I'll I'll you know. But there I'll is see that you yeah, know, there is something though to be said for when you hear something's being made, like this new Breaking Bad one-off movie, which trailer just dropped yesterday for. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. knowing it's on Netflix is is makes me feel good. They, yeah, it's not that Netflix it. is is a guaranteed recipe for success, but it's a place where people can create things without the network or even basic cable limitations. Yeah. yeah. Right. Netflix usually want, gives you know, the creators a pretty wide berth. Like real life has F bombs. Real life has a uh, brief nudity. Real life, maybe too brief, but real life has, uh, <laughs> but real life has all these things that you can't show on ABC, NBC, I see or, myself naked every morning. I mean, those things are true, <laughs> but I just think it's a reputation thing. When AMC, made uh was making more original programming and it yeah. wasn't all just walking dead uh mm-hmm. everybody it, it became this thing where you're like oh yeah amc they make they make really good tv shows like breaking AMC bad and, and fx i feel like have risen to the top of the basic cable i, I agree so if you told me this was an fx series i'd be just as mm-hmm. excited or more excited yeah. because i'd go oh yeah, yeah i trust fx they make fargo's amazing and they make amazing right. t- television so so for me, it's not Better call Saul and right. Yeah. It's just about well, I mean, reputation. Sorry, like, are you good at doing this or are you not? And the channels that deliver mm-hmm. most consistently are HBO, mm-hmm. Netflix, and a couple of basic cable channels. And then everyone else seems I, weird when they get something good. And I would have written off USA a few years ago before Mr. Robot, before the center, I would have, I would have lumped USA's original programming into that same kind of, eh, okay. Well, that that's that's a bummer that it's yeah. on USA. Yeah. But uh uh you know, hopefully we'll be wrong about TBS as well. Yeah. The the trailer looks really good. I I suggest you check out the trailer as soon as uh you're done well, uh, and watching, recording, or listening to this episode of Film Science. Networks don't get to exist by having only bad crap. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like even when you're talking about the CW or whatever, UPN or whatever, they don't get to exist if everything is bad. They have to buy and produce something good to be a network, right? Right. But, just, bad, but bad is a sliding scale. There's exactly. so much reality programming on TBS. That's, I think, what's kept so, it afloat. TBS is like at the back of the train. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Is it, is TBS it is stick, sticking their arm out, just you know, right. waiting for. <laughs> TBS is the shoe. Is that what we're saying? Okay. TBS is the shoe. Yeah, you, you, uh, USA is uh, kind of in the middle there the by shin, the classroom the in the greenhouse car. Yep, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and Ed Harris is there piloting HBO. Well yeah. done, Ed Harris. Yeah, good job, Ed Harris. Nice work. These violent delights have violent ends. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I, I, I loved. I love Snowpiercer. I know it's a weird movie, but I think it's got, and I know a lot of it's just in your face, overdone. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. The only thing I that, that failed for me, and it fell really flat and really hard, was when Chris Evans was retelling his story of, 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 the of, arm. of, of when he was stitching. Yeah, when he was stitching everything back together. I disagree. I think he, he was, was really good. He was acting better than I've seen Chris Evans. That's some of the best acting I've ever seen out of that dude. Are you kidding me? It was great. Yeah. Well, I okay. So I'm. I think it was a an, an honest effort, but it's really hard to deliver the lines he delivered, and to and to to take it to heart. It just seems so. It seems silly. It might have been the. It might have been the actual script that failed him at that point but i just it just fell flat for me i i found that really well okay maybe this subject movie maybe the subject or the content of his stories and his yarn yeah we're not the best or you know we're we're weird uh i know what baby baby or people taste like and i know babies taste best and all that stuff maybe that isn't you know people don't love that Mm -hmm. but i thought that the actual delivery and acting was some of the best chris evans i've ever seen right is really good. And by the way, this is like, not the first movie he's been in where the earth uh becomes a frozen wasteland. Uh Oh gosh, so many. Well, like the, he was literally in a movie called Winter Soldier. Yeah, well that too. <laughs> but but like I mean I mean literally literally the story's not that different. It's just more sci-fi, but he was in Sunshine, which is one of my favorite movies ever oh, made. Yeah. Um, I still need to see that. I tried okay. watching. You, you know okay. my troubles of trying to watch Sunshine. So can I? Good. Can I convince us to sack it? Yes. It's. It is like the perfect film sack film for me because it it starts out serious and hard sci-fi and then it just goes off the rails and then it's like oh we went off the rails we're now going on a dirt track and then it goes off the dirt track and it's like it's one of those movies that's just like I can't wait to talk to you about that about how it how it feels so disjointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I would do that. There's that weird. It's the onboard zombie guy thing that I, that you're mostly talking about. And Brian will. That's not a huge spoiler. It's just onboard zombie guy. It's just a weird thing they do in that movie. And I I, just, I have a lot to board. say about it. That's a perfect sack movie. We need to sack it. It's oh, uh, only streaming sack. right now on HBO Go now. Go, go now. now. Which it's, is it? Go now HBO or go, go now? Go now HBO. It's well, awesome. it will be soon. It'll be HBO. Max, what's the new? They can't go Max. That's, that's oh yeah, Cinemax. What's the, the new thing that's? No, it is HBO uh, Max, isn't it? Is it really? Yeah, HBO Max. They own Cinemax, by the way, so it's not. Oh, yeah. do they? Yeah, I guess they did, don't they? Yeah, yeah HBO, HBO Max. Max yeah. uh, the new streaming service includes all your favorite shows. It's basically like Warner Brothers, HBO. It's like a huge combo. It's, it's basically Disney Plus yeah. with their their combos. Right. But so anyway, anyway, that's where that's where Sunshine is is currently. So, so chris sunshine. evans was also in the Iceman. chris evans was also in a movie called uh 
Oh, what was it called? There's a movie called something like Playing It Cold that he was in. <laughs> uh, on uh, in as Captain really? America, he's literally put on ice for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was in Winter Soldier. On the other hand, he was Johnny Storm. <laughs> human and Torch, that, right? Yeah, you, the Human Torch, a totally different thing, yeah, right? The extreme. He runs hot and cold, you know. That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In in Sunshine, I don't. Well, no, that'll give it away. There's a, there's uh, his. Uh, let's say. <laughs> Something that happens to him in Sunshine is also very cold okay. related. Okay, say no more because it's already veering into. <laughs> we got to see it though. It's so good. Yeah, right. It's such right. a cool movie. Uh, but he he's um he's great, and I really liked him in this, and would love you know more of him and things I, like this. I don't. I want to. I, I want to join Dunaway. The it's just in, an impossible task to have uh to direct to write first of all and direct. Uh, an actor like Chris Evans, who we've just been watching, and he's so dirty mm-hmm. this whole movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. he's got cuts and bruises now. He's just been fighting and fighting and fighting, and it's just it. You can't have this scene where he he's like, I, I ate a baby. You're like, mm-hmm. it just I'm it just can't. They taste best, by the way. Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> so I heard. There's just no way to avoid a little bit of unintentional comedy there. I, and yeah, I'm glad they I'm glad they delivered the information because it was good to finally understand why Chris Evans arm was like it was and why it was going to be important when he sacrificed his arm uh, to save the kid. So but I just feel like that information was like. Oh crap! We forgot to tell him. Mm-hmm. Here, stick this story in here at the very end. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. earlier on, when you see John Hurt is missing an arm and a leg, right? You think, oh wow, he got punished. He got punished a mm-hmm. ton. They made him Yo, stick they, his leg they out. Still, the I train. know they made him stick everything out of the hole. What else yeah. is out of the hole? <laughs> yeah, and then you find out later. No, like this is the moment when you find out. No, actually, they weren't punished in that bizarre, stupid way. They they gave up their limbs in order for people to survive. It's like, yeah, that story's coming a little late for me now. I, I already spent the whole movie feeling bad because they were punished. Oh, I liked it. I liked the idea that, hey, remember that guy that got his arm frozen off on the outside when Daniel right. Stern put his arm outside? And yeah. then later it was like me. Once again, and then I, I assumed, the, I oh, everyone's missing limbs because they've all been punished at one time or another. And then later yeah. you're like, oh, no, they were eating each other's legs and arms and stuff mm-hmm. like I liked that. You guys are crazy. That well, was cool. uh, no, I liked I liked the yeah, I story. Liked I just didn't like, like Randy was saying, I just didn't like when it was delivered and it felt really rushed and fast because I like, I like it. I like to be, you know, fooled. I like to be misdirected. Oh, here's a misdirection. But I don't like for the misdirection all of a sudden go, oh, by the way, everything. It's just, it's just like this. There's a totally different background and story. Uh, the train started like this and it's just, it was just such a, I don't know. It felt really rushed and forced. I like mm. the idea. The idea is good. Yeah, I know it's- what it is. I know what it is. The most uh, incredible things that have happened to me in my life, they're like my stories. Mm. I don't tend to just bring them up. Mm. Like I don't meet someone and mm. then we go on an adventure together and I immediately explain those things to that person. Yeah. Want to know the, like- the darkest, deepest time in my life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. And this is like, this is like a character that has spent the whole movie up to this moment with one purpose, and that is to get to the front of the train, and that like even even to the point where the the reason he's having this he's telling this story is to convince another character to help him get to the front of the train, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like I just don't I don't know I you don't think you would stop, you know you would stop being so uh, single minded, and and be like did I ever tell you about the time I. 
Ate a baby. <laughs> Whoa. Why is that playing? Hold on. Jeez. Wait a Way to kind of connect it to, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's an odd, it's, I mean, yes. So Dunaway, yes, you're right. It's an odd. I thing. wouldn't say I'm right, but I'm just saying that, that, that distracted me yeah. heavily. I totally get that. Yeah. That's totally mm-hmm. fine. But uh, I love Chris Evans everywhere else. Cause nobody can, nobody can walk down a train and look determined more than Chris Evans. That man, yeah. he is the most determined and you feel like he's doing the right thing that's the reason why he's captain mm-hmm. america because you look at him you're like right i don't know why he's so determined but he looks like he's determined and right yeah he's right no matter what's going on here i just know that he's right and he's doing the right thing because that's chris Evans. Right. uh do you mm-hmm. do you um the conceit that the old man in the back john hurt and old man in the front ed harris are this whole thing is them it's a plan it was always a plan right don't uh, don't listen to don't listen to the devil uh, is what hurt tells tells him along the way to to don't listen to the devil the devil's gonna try to fool you so you think he was not he thinks so he's you think that was all a ruse that that, that really yeah that was case. all that was all devil talk I I believe that was okay. just devil talk. I hope so because that bummed me out when I heard it yeah yeah I remember going really come on John hurt turned on everybody or this mm-hmm. was all just a plan yeah. and he knew about it like that sucks. No, he was trying to he was trying to flip it uh, because, you know, he was trying to flip it. He was trying to destroy him. And thought about the whole this kind of a uh, heaven and hell thing going on on that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like I'm sure there's some parallels to Dante's Inferno with the the circles of hell. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, the worst ones when they're all doing drugs in little grotto freaking hot tubs that's the- right yeah that was that was a skeevy car right just like a couple really shallow hot tubs yeah. that- how everything was like everything was like slowly getting classier all the way up the train oh a little classier a little, little classier a <laughs> little classier okay now we went too far class yeah. now we're in some kind of weird sex and drug t- i don't know instagram you realize how hard party. it would be to walk through that car there's so many of them where it's like why did you have a handrail why is yeah. it why do you make this so Mm, like mm. seriously you would fall into those useless pools all the time walking through that train train yeah. car there's no um there's no uh, how do i put this zero osha approved <laughs> yes that's right that's, that's a you should give yourself OSHA a trope car. alert yeah right. that's a that's a big trope in this movie sure why not so yeah. is he protected by hedonism is that what was ed harris's character he was, he he was, was protected by the evil i don't know oh right so yeah you always wonder how does uh, the the top of the pyramid of evil pr- protect his position, right? Because right. like, why why wouldn't the henchman turn on him? I think his main henchwoman, the one with the pistol at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think he like Measure charmed woman. charmed her. I think she's she's oh, yeah. uh, living in that haze that so many other people are, mm-hmm. you know, where he's done something with a drug or something. Because yeah. there's just no. There's no explaining why the people in car number three wouldn't, uh, you know, take over car number two. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's a, she's a, she is a singular character in this movie. In that she, I don't understand what the hell she is. Like I just yeah, don't. Right, right. I, it, it, but she's fun to watch. Oh, she's so much fun to watch. Like it's, I like that kind of character. It's what I want. Yeah. I want, I want you to give me a hint that she's weird, and give me a couple of like drinking blood off her fingers, and then measuring right, right. people, and then you know comes out in her weird night dress and gets <laughs> shot like 
Does she have any speaking lines, or is she purely? Uh, no, she I'm says some things. She says, she says, stuff, yeah. yeah, she says a couple of things. She even tells Chris Evans to sit oh, down. Oh yeah, because right, it's she calls up the kids and says, yeah. "All right, bring me that one right there." And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, then we, and we know now. Why... I loved when I yeah. love when uh, Octavia Spencer's kid was uh, <laughs> under her her dress, right hiding between hiding. her legs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, All I could see good. is like I was like, is it supposed to be hairy feet? No, it's the kid. Is that, the, is that, that weird uh, dreadlock ball that he was playing right. with? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the kid wanted the ball. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really that was very clever. It that was, was handled one of those well. Clever things. Yeah, what would a kid want, and mm-hmm. what would be rare on this train? Well, I yeah. have uh, I have an example of that conversation and much more in clips. Would you guys like to hear some clips? Let's do some do clips. It. All right, here you go. Here's the kid who wants the ball. Come here. What do you want for it? In the whole wide train. In the whole wide train. The ball. The ball? No. No, I'm sorry. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yes, I get the ball for a whole hour. Done. The whole wide train is a funny thing to say because it's, oh, yeah. it's the right. narrow part. That's his whole world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no narrow. No, the wide is, is is the wrong. He should, he should say in the whole, the whole narrow way. plane or train. The whole I didn't long, know Chris. The whole lung train. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't know Chris Evans was such a great negotiator either. He's like, no, yeah, no, not, not Well, it's ball. cool because it's yeah. that thing you do is you know whenever your sister brings her kids over, you always do that. No, no, I can give you a chocolate chip cookie. No, those are just for. Those are just for good no. kids. There's okay, only just that, one, you know, it's that just whole one. little tease. Right. No, no, just just one. Just one. Okay, yep. here. Take the whole bag. Yeah. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> uh, here's a shoe thing. Oh, it's her talking about the shoe. This is great. Here you go. Passengers. This is not a shoe. This is disorder. This is size 10 chaos. This, see this? This is death. Love it. She's great. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And she's got that uh for some reason North North England sort of country accent. Cockney. Oh, yeah. So good. She's just a whatever. She's amazing. She's also one of the She's a weirdest. she's a treasure from wherever the hell she's from. Yeah, whatever planet, <laughs> whatever planet gave her up and sent her to Earth. Right. We're grateful. Exactly. Uh here's the sacred engine talk. In the beginning, order was prescribed by your ticket. First class, economy, and frail orders like you. Eternal order is prescribed by the sacred engine. All things flow from the sacred engine. All things in their place. All passengers in their section. All water flowing, all heat rising pays homage to the sacred engine. The sacred engine. Now here's the best part of that. Uh, I like the idea that they kind of have a 17-year Bible going. Yeah, where it's yeah. like in the beginning, the the classist. I mean, that kind of answers my question from earlier. How the how people ended up where they were depended on what ticket they had. So if you had a good ticket, like some kind of luxury ticket, in those early days, you were put in some really nice place. And if you were just like, we don't have a ticket, but we need to get as many people out of here before everyone dies, uh, those guys just got shoved in the back. And then that's just how it stayed. Like mm-hmm. it was like somehow that was foreordained that you were meant to be in the car you're in that's i think that's great fun you know i mean it's terrible if you're living it but it's a, <laughs> right. it's a fun thing the, the to thought explore. experiment is fun yeah right mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and that i think that's part of what makes the movie good all right um here's captain america being all hardcore i'm gonna make this real simple for you you help us you get your drug if not we put you back where we found you what'll it be asshole asshole <laughs> asshole 
I like that. <laughs> Language. <laughs> <laughs> I just like when people pronounce asshole instead of asshole. Yeah, this is asshole. <laughs> Well, but it's worse yeah. when you pronounce it too far the other way and say asshole. <laughs> yeah. All right. I liked Edgar a lot, and I think he died too soon. But uh, here's him getting all freaked out. Here you go. Listen, would you get on with it, man? You're keeping us all f***ing waiting. I just love an angry Scottish. I agree, but I couldn't keep track of who was who. Really? Edgar was easy I didn't to know track. who Edgar was when, like, he kept being referenced later, and I'm like, "Oh, was that the guy who got his arm froze off?" I, like, <laughs> it just, it didn't. The movie didn't take a lot of, uh, you know, steps mm. to to let you know who was who. Like, yeah, they they like, didn't they didn't like constantly beat you over the head with Edgar, Edgar, Edgar. Yeah, well, Edgar. That, that's but they true. did, but it was it I need was, that. Like saying his name over and over didn't didn't give me anything. Like I was just like, oh, one of the other guys that is not Captain America. Well, God, that, that you resolution. Need a, you need an opening uh, thing where they just froze on him and him smile. He smiled at the camera right. and they put Edgar like the A team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they could have totally fixed two things. They could have said they could have Captain America go, "Hey, Edgar, remember that time I was going to eat you when you was a baby? <laughs> that was good times. Those are good times. And then uh, you taste best. Go from there. Yeah. Uh, that's funny how that worked out. All right. Um, here's a good one. It's got some, I got a beep in it, but here you go. Listen, oh, no, it's the on? same one. Oh, sorry. How about this one? No, 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 no. Let's, uh, uh, the clearing of the throat on Snowpiercer. Here you go. <coughs> that grossed me out. That was pretty gross. <laughs> that's what's her name. That's, uh, that's Tilda Swinton clearing her throat Tilda? before she yeah. sp- spoke again. <coughs> oh, geez. Uh, by the way, <laughs> chick in the bucket. I forgot. We got a chick in the bucket. <laughs> It's uh, the artist guy who was always drawing everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a great. I like that actor, too. He's in uh, Fringe, and he was in um, The Blacklist. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's great. And his. I love the idea of there's an archivist here whose job it is because right. there's no photos. There's no, you know, right. done with Have all you that. seen this boy? They get to hold up a drawing, which yeah, is really cool. It was really cool. And, he's just, and I don't know where he's getting his graphite, but it's all just super shitty, and I just love that. But he disappeared. Well, the same... Probably from the same car where they're making all of the uh, smokeless gunpowder for the gun, for the bullet. Oh, that's true. That could be. But I don't know. Like everything's just so grimy. Maybe you can just collect and it and compress it and make were, it. Yeah. If you were scooping up whatever's on the tracks, it seems like that would sometimes be dirt. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't still want to think too much about that. Sometime. I mean, the thing is, I don't. It doesn't seem like the world is still snowing all the time. It's just that whatever snow came never left. Yeah, um, I was. I was curious about like why. Again, why would this train track be so long? It doesn't have to be more than a, a few miles long in a big huge circle. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna have it, if you have a reason to circumnavigate the globe, you're gonna have some crazy things, you know. So like right early on, when there's like these huge. Uh, waterfall blocks on the tracks. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They haven't been here in a year. That was really dumb planning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Well, so the, the original the original idea, so it was just a, a, an opportunity arose. Mm-hmm. Willard uh, typically would have just been some eccentric, you know, rich guy who made a train that would have failed, but he just happened to be at the right time in the right place. So going uh, 365 was just a gimmick. Uh, but it happened to work out because they froze. They, they froze the planet. 
Mm-hmm. And so he he just I think he just lucked into it, right? Is that right? So yeah. back back before everything goes wrong, he builds a, a train track around the planet because he's a billionaire. Right. Okay. Got it. Right. Right. He's just yeah. you know he's he's just rich and he's like let's make oh, something cool. And I, I thought is that he was anticipating what was going to be happening. Well, eventually. Before, yeah. Well, eventually, yeah. Eventually, mm-hmm. he learns as well that the because this is you know this train to build is going to take oh who knows how many years because he's got to connect all the tracks according to the story. Uh, yeah. so to, to, to make that happen, it was probably, you probably didn't foresee what was going to happen until, uh, right up until it happened because what well, it was only a couple of years planning, according to the story with, where they decided mm. to send up the, uh, what the CF 12 or what it anyway, was, what was this it? is, yeah. this is a world Anywho. that's, this, this is a world that's filled with nuclear powered bunkers and lots and lots of people. We just right. don't ever see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's, it's kind of implied that he's, this is the, the arc. So Everyone mm-hmm. else doesn't believe anything bad's going to happen. He's the only one that believes something yeah. bad is going to happen. He overbuilds. Is this the thing. most frozen movie we've seen since Day After Tomorrow or whatever it was called? I oh yeah, this this movie purports to be the most frozen movie. Like <laughs> period. Like seriously, the, Why that is whole that thing the, movie where, the yeah, most frozen should. movie you'll ever see. <laughs> it should. Yeah. It's it kind of it's like, it's like Hoth. It's 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 Planet Hoth without all the cool Star Wars shit happening on it. It's just a, like remember they don't give Ewan Bremner frostbite in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. They freeze his arm solid, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That is, is a they're supposed to be demonstrating to you that the temperature outside is unbelievably low, like a mm-hmm. hundred and fifty degrees below zero. But that shouldn't okay. Now that brings up a thing I didn't want to think about. If that's true, and if that's what that proved out again, like look how cold it is out there. Uh, aren't you glad you're in here where you're not frozen? Then at the end, did it change that quickly over the next 24 hours that she could just walk out in it? I think you got to take wind chill into consideration. Well, And also they talked about elevation. They said, well, at this elevation, it needs to be up, blah, blah, blah. And so then like later in the film, when they crash the train, they're, they're, I guess, at a much, much lower elevation. And and you should be able to work it out. Right. They, They give us all the, they give us all the, uh, the variables in the math equation because it starts happy new year, eight years. So they're pretty much starting, they're ending pretty much where they started. So I can't remember the story where they said they started, but uh, location well, it's it, you know, mm-hmm. again, don't overthink it too much because <laughs> it just like, <laughs> like this is like, if you found a way to use the atmosphere to devastate the earth and make it really, really, really cold, the sun would just heat it back up. Right. So like, don't, th- don't overthink that too much. Yeah. Try not to, anyway. Uh, here's the babies tasted best. I know what people taste like. I know that babies taste best. <laughs> <laughs> like veal. Yeah. More tender. Yeah. Yeah. A little more Duh. tender. Yeah. You can, uh, it just really melts in your mouth. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Baby. Ed Harris, did you know that? You are the first human being to have walked the total length of this train. Tail to engine. Did you know that? I'm going to use this now, right here. Did you know that? I'm gonna use that all the time. <laughs> so does did you Ed know Harris that? ever? Does Ed Harris ever pronounce H's? Does he? Uh, uh, like said, only with his being. name. Only with Harris. Human. Human. Harris. Yeah, he's a heiress. <laughs> could we? Uh, could we imagine that this is the progression of the character Kristoff from Truman yeah, Show? Like, can yeah. like basically, he says, "All right, well, my." giant uh microcosm yeah. reality show True failed story. but i'm gonna do a tra- i'm gonna make a train now I got a new thing I think all that's that money fair. i made from the truman show let's just say it's in the same universe i like it that's pretty good yeah. and i like the idea that he's still monologuing and sort of acting right, all right. uppity and right. all that <laughs> right i 
love it, Harris. But the line where he's like, hey, I got problems too living up here alone. I'm so lonely and it's really loud. Like that's when that's when Chris Evans should have punched him in the nose and knocked his head off of his shoulders. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me trying mm-hmm. to tell me that your problems are comparable? Yeah. Seriously. Well, he's, you know, Pat, what are they? And that's, and was this before or after? We, we've had a recent, uh, a, we've had a recent thing in, in the U.S. where rich, rich folks have told uh, the, the average folks that they should be grateful because our poor people are better off than any other poor people in the world. And so, is that a reflection of that? Was that had that already come about? Oh, I don't know. It's always been a thing. Like that's. I think it's always been a thing, but it's been really, it's been really. It's the whole let them eat cake thing. It's just a. Mm -hmm. It's a. You know, I I mean, yeah, sure. Lately, because it feels like, it feels like uh, in this country anyway, uh, a lot of the breaks just go to the people with the money. Uh, So, so sure, that stuff hits a more raw nerve, maybe. But I think it's. I think that's a thing that's just as humanity forever. Because there's always somebody's always on the end of the food chain. Someone's always at the top. Yeah, and someone's yeah. always saying something shitty to the other side. And I think this movie's just a this the movie creates a really great little micro version of that society. It's like, right. hey, what if all of those same kind of issues of equality or lack of it existed in a big long thousand car train instead of right. a giant wide world? And that's train what train is train is world. Yeah, right. train, train is world. World is train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, oh, that's all of them. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. That's the end of it. You did, you did, you did. Oh, I was really hoping you'd have some uh, of the kids singing. No, I cut that. I I couldn't. We all it. freeze and die. <laughs> Seriously, that was so discordant with the rest of the film. And I know the point was to make it discordant, but it it just bugged me. Mm. Just like what? Why? Why? What's happening? Yeah. Well, so that they could eventually become defenders of the front part of the train again if there was ever another insurgency you got to kind of brainwash these kids into thinking yeah but that they're good and the people wallowing in the shit in the back of the train are but are bad. the song was so bad it was pretty bad <laughs> but it was very i mean that was the whole part that you were calling chocolate fact it was very chocolate factory yeah it was very chocolate factory mm-hmm. yeah danny Elfman could have written that song he could have maybe he did <laughs> who knows <laughs> maybe time, time for the checklist it's the film tag checklist bug bear uh, sorry bug bars check bug bears bug, bear. bug, bug bear. bars uh imagine the smell of the last car check and finally mm-hmm. that teacher is nuts check <laughs> and pregnant good old allison pill uh trek connection daryl says none but allison pill is the perfect trek connection she is in Star Trek Picard, she plays a doctor oh. in this new Oh, really? Series. May All not right. be in the database. Future connection. Future Star Trek mm-hmm. connection. All right. Daryl, I'm disappointed. You should have seen the future coming there, buddy boy. I, yeah. Future uh, man. Yeah, no, like... Uh, um, uh, what's a, uh, another one I was seeing? I thought I was could have sworn that John Hurt had maybe done something. Right. Um, couldn't find anything. So I looked around as well, and he's right. It's you pretty... and Bremner feels like he could have been, you know, some sort of space alien. Uh, oh, yeah. Stuff glued to his forehead alien. Like you find out a, uh, like one of the JJ movies or something. The, the only tall, goofy looking Ferengi could be <laughs> you and Bremner. <laughs> He'd be a good Ferengi, wouldn't he? Lanky Ferengi. Yeah, yeah Lanky Ferengi. <laughs> Lanky. <laughs> 
Uh, for the soundtrack grade, I'd give it a RAD for rad. I think it was good and appropriate and sounded great. And I don't know who did it, but I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was appropriate to the content. Let's put it that way. Twitter post. Hey, it's where you guys sum it up in a uh, 280 characters or less. Yeah, that's right. We'll start with Randy. Snowpiercer. A bunch of euphemisms for a sex party go here. Just like a Saturday night at Ibbot's yeah! house. Interesting. <laughs> you just made yourself a, a Twitter template. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's because, just like a formula. Jeez. Yep. Because, I mean, guys, mm-hmm. this th- there were so many. Yeah. The train like, goes into the tunnel. The, uh, yes, yes. There's so many that I couldn't possibly. Land pipe. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. that's not it. No, that isn't it. Land pipe. <laughs> uh, uh, who's next? Oh, it's Brian Dunaway. Oh, Snowpiercer. This movie is size 10 chaos, and after 30 minutes in, I wish I had upgraded my ticket to first class instead of protein block and baby taste best caboose. Choo-choo. <laughs> baby taste Choo-choo. best caboose. I like that. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Snowpiercer, I hear the train a-coming. It's rolling round the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. Oh, my God, we're all going to freeze and die. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I like that you sang your Twitter. Yeah. Can Thank you. Yeah, the musical yeah. notes emojis is what yeah. I'm going to use. It was that. really yep. good. Exactly. It was a nice job. Oh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, just handed to me this piece of paper. Apparently, this is the titles the movie almost had. Uh, these are alternate titles. They were t- titles they weren't used in the end. I think Snowpiercer is very succinct, but it was almost called the Really Really Winter Soldier or <laughs> Frozen Water Penetrator, which seems like just different wow. words, like a yeah, thesaurus that's... version of the movie. Uh, right, Frozen Water Penetrator. Uh, that's it for that. Hey, how about an email? We got one here from Jeff who wrote in and says, "Hello, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy." He sent this to filmsackagemail.com. I frequently listen to your podcast as I drive all over North and South Carolina. You bring me a break from traffic frustration and long distances. I just finished listening to the Cloud Atlas episode, and during it, you discuss movie attempts that were maybe a bit ambitious or did not deliver as hoped. Uh, one you left out that has been long disappointing, though I have watched it probably 15 times, was Dune. Uh, wow, interesting. I have been a huge yeah. Frank Herbert fan, and that series of books is very dense with political intrigue, science fiction, Drug production, the spice, which must flow. Uh, environmentalism, religion, and battle. The characters are huge. The history is deep, and that book is uh, is the foray. Unfortunately, the De Delorentis joint was a far departure from the books. While there was a huge amount that was intriguing, the Freeman, the Harkonnen, the uh, all that stuff, it was dressed up as old special effects, a clunky script, and Kyle McLaughlin's acting. Oh, he's okay now. Yeah, he's gotten better. I even watched the sci-fi attempt at Doom, and honestly, they were better in some ways. Uh, Excited for the relaunch in 2020, even if Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista are involved. That's not a problem. Those guys are cool. (laughs) Even if. (laughs) Wow. Those are two guys I would not want to piss off with an even if. No, I wouldn't either. You're going to get Drax the Destroyer and freaking Aquaman together finally. It'll be great. Right. Finally. He says, uh, Javier Bardem should make it even better. I would agree. Thanks, Sackers, for the fun, Jeff. Yeah, I think that you are right to look forward to that thing, and I think Mm -hmm. that... um, Denise Villeneuve or Villeneuve, how you say his name? Villeneuve. Yeah. He is. Uh, he's proven himself to be good stewards of this the, stuff. That that um, yeah, good. that Blade At Runner sequel was incredible. Time. 
Incredible. Yeah. Randy, Arrival, Blade Runner. Those were all just really. Uh, Serpent, not Serpico. What was it called? C- yeah, yeah Cicero. C- Sicario. Sicario is amazing. Sicario. Randy, I dare you to find something wrong with his work long, lately. Long, dense literature is hard. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, like we have seen, it's just really hard to live up to the expectations of the people who love the book American Gods or the people who love the Dark Tower series or. I could go on and on, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's it's trite at this point to talk about Game of Thrones not sticking the landing, but when it's dense and long, it's difficult. And Dune just is just like a Saturday night at itself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think it's really hard. I just think if there's anyone yeah. up to the challenge, it's this dude. Yeah. And um there's also a Dune series that will come in after this is done that will carry th- through and he's producing so the goal here is not to try to jam it all you know jam those giant books all into one two-hour experiment it's to kick this thing off and then go into full series production part that's the one part that does worry me Mm. is i'm i'm worried they're going to do something in the movie to try to bend to the will of a longer term tv series oh right right sacrifice a concise story because they want to set it up for mm-hmm. for future stuff. In Villeneuve, I trust. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I like I, that guy. He's he not let me down. He hasn't failed me yet, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes really great movies. He's an incredible visionary dude. And also, I would ar- I would argue that um, Dave Bautista's best role was that blade that short Blade Runner thing he had at the beginning. Oh, so good. He was really good oh, in that right. role, and I'd take it. I'd I'd put that up against any other casting. I think he was incredible in that role. So. So I think you can. I think it's okay that those two dudes are in a Villeneuve movie because the guy knows how to get stuff out of people that you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. So it's going to yeah, be good. Just, and I just want to watch a- Blade Runner again. Like I love twenty forty nine. Oh my gosh, so good. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yep. If it wasn't for if Fury Road didn't exist, pretty sure I'd be talking about twenty forty nine incessantly oh, all day. Don't compare them like that. Uh, it's easy to compare them. They're both amazing mm-hmm. and yeah, incredible. Sure. Why not? And sure. Why not? Because. Because Blade Runner is so is so slow and methodical, and uh, Fury Road is so exciting and and it has so much like uh, energy. Like they're just I, I I don't like comparing those movies. I I mean I'm only I'm not comparing them and saying they're the same. I'm just saying they're both they're the two two of my favorite movies same. of the last ten years. Same. They're not the same. They're very different. Same, same. And I'm glad same, they same. both they we can have both. That's the <laughs> nice thing is we get to have both right. <laughs> Freaking mm-hmm. same same over there. Uh, anyway, Jeff, thanks for your email. Filmsack at gmail.com is where you send those emails. Our next film is Limitless. 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 There's no limit less, to that less movie. Less limits. Yeah. No limit. I've never seen Limitless, so I'm excited to see Limitless. Oh, this is exciting then. It's a it's a Neil Berger film. That's a director. Mm-hmm. Neil Berger. He mm-hmm. made he made my uh, favorite. He made my favorite uh, alternative to the Prestige. It's the movie called The Illusionist. Oh yeah, The Illusionist mm-hmm. is great. Sure. Yes, and uh, mm-hmm. and it stars you know Bradley Cooper and Anna Friel. Mm-hmm. Back when Anna Friel was in movies, mm-hmm. he also directed uh, Divergent. I don't know if that was any good. That was one of those uh, young adult adaptation. Yeah. 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 I've I've heard that people I like that. See it. Yeah. I watched I watched a bunch of those movies and a bunch of the Maze Runner movies, and I don't mm-hmm. remember anything about they all run together. They're both great. They're all right. Both of them are 
All right. They're those good. Very popular books, right? Divergent series. Oh, yeah. Really popular books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are into those. Yeah. So, anyway, next week, Limitless. Uh, it's apparently a never ending movie because it's Limitless. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's like a, a never ending story with Bradley Cooper. Yep. And I would and eat drugs. a burger. I would Lots eat a burger drugs. called Neil Burger. I would totally eat that. It'd be fine. <laughs> Neil uh, Burger. Neil Burger. So, d- but not uh, a nail burger. New. No. Wait, Robert De Niro's in this? Yeah, Robert De Niro's in this, and uh, and Abby Cornish too. Oh, I like those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I like this. I, I, I watch this now. I I like the people in it. <laughs> well, no, I'll watch it. <laughs> now I'm in. All right. Well, that's great. Um, that makes me happy to hear that. So uh, that's next week right here. And then we won't be watching the TV show it was based on. But according to Brian Ibbett, it's I'm sure we'll talk more about it's this. But worth, it's absolutely worth watching. Yes. Yeah. Better than the movie, he says. So I think so. Oh, but, uh, oh, I'm going to have to watch both this week just to see. I mean, yeah. I'm required by law to remind people that he also likes the Iron Fist uh, TV show. Whatever. I'm I'm with Ibbett. <laughs> it's a little slower, but I I I enjoyed I you know, maybe Danny Rand is a little too like naive, but come on, he's been in yeah. Kunlun for years and he's kind of an idiot. So yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Naive of course or I, idiot. It's all the same. Of course, I liked I liked same, same. I liked the Eternals, so you know. Yeah. The Eternals? We haven't seen the Eternals. You mean the, wait, wait, no, no, what, what was the one? The one don't say you like the Inhumans, please Inhumans. don't say Inhumans. Like that was it. Yeah, oh, I, well, yeah, I, like <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. I'm, I actually, I'm disconnecting my Iron I Fist actually, uh, train car to I, that engine. I enjoyed, no, no, no. Once you, uh, once we, we're in, we're in the, we're in the same we're train. Same, same, same. Yeah, you just get the, you get the weird food gelatin bar car between you now. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if you would like to tell us that stuff, that'd be great. Uh, oh, I already said emails. Hey, yeah, so next film, that's it, Limitless. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. That'll be next week right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, FilmSack.com is the website. You can leave us voicemails at 801-471-0462. I've got a couple in the hopper. I'll play those next week. Uh, and you can also find oh, us hopper. online uh, via Twitter <laughs> at FilmSack. Uh, and leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Eat babies. We we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>